Welcome to Rick's Corner, brought to you by Old School Labs, the brand I trust and the only one I put my name to. Use my code, Drayson12, on the link below. Welcome to Rick's Corner. The man, the myth, the legend. Now on with the show. good guest today that I prompted to come over and he came in town and he made time for me to come by and talk and I think you're going to love this guy. His name is Chef Andre Rush. He's also a, a huge bodybuilder as you can see but he's also a chef at the White House which how do you get that job? You go through like uh, 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 Craigslist and maybe find it or whatever. <laughs> We're going to find out the whole story. Anyway, I'm so glad you made time for me. No, no, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you and I love the blue shirt. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. And you're not too big. No, no. What do you weigh? Um, I actually lost about 28 pounds, so I'm right at 270 right now. That's a lot of weight. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm slim. I'm a t- slim 270. You look good, though. Thank you. You look better. Very handsome. Thank you. <laughs> now, let's start with a couple things here. How old when you first started training? Uh, I started training um, when I, you know, honestly, when I was born, my dad put me out and put me to work, literally, when I was when I could crawl. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad did hard construction for 50 years. Uh, and the boys, he made sure they had ample time to go to work. Um, and I, I was very athletic when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I lived 315 when I was like 13 years old. Oh, my God. Um, that was unbeknownst to me. I had no idea. It was just from one of my gym guys because they knew I was in, uh, increasingly incredibly strong. Right. Stronger than other kids. And right. I was... Very fast. I didn't get into actually training until probably like I was 17, 18, like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I went into the military and it was just consistent because I I was kind of like put into a leadership role where um, people loved what I did as a trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, the look, the attitude, it all came together, leadership. Uh, and I trained hundreds and thousands of people since then. What part of the military? Army. I did too. Oh, did you? Oh, and this is a funny story. I just, I just dug up all my old uh, discharges and all that, and all my awards. I got a lot of awards. I never thought because I was a musician, and I was in the army, that I even wanted to be in the army. So they decided to put me to NCO Academy to make me a leader. Okay. And then they wanted to send me to West Point. Huh. West Point. And I said no. Okay. I'm not structured like that. Okay. I'm a, a, a an easygoing entertainment kind of guy. I play guitar in a band. I think I want to go into wrestling, and all those things will not work with West Point. They're not going to allow me to. That's true. So I picked the field that I wanted, but it was an honor that I was even asked, you know, to to be able to do something like that. Um, Did you compete in bodybuilding? I have never competed in bodybuilding. Did you ever have any desire to? Uh, You know, I knew a lot of guys that um, competed in um, bodybuilding. Um, A lot, actually. I didn't realize how many (laughs) did when I was younger, growing up through the military. Mr. D.C. being in um, the DMV. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I just came back from Mr. Olympia. Uh, that got me hyped up, actually. <laughs> oh, because that's inspiring. Yeah, it is extremely inspiring. It was very humbling to see all those guys, the dedication, the men, the women. Oh, my God, yes. That is over-extraordinary. Um, I was uh, humbled and then, of course, with me uh, conversing back and forth with uh, Arnold, which is um, a, a huge... 
um, idol of mine. He's a fun guy. He's extremely, he's yeah. a, a very supportive of the military and your causes and everything else that goes yeah. along with it. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm hyped. So actually, it's funny because this year I, I decided, because I've never in my entire life worked out consecutively because of my jobs and, right. and, and uh, obligations, working 100 hours a week. Um, but this now, after the first of the month, uh, I am going to inspire, until I go to the Honor Classic, mm -hmm. which I'll go to, mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best all the way through and challenge everybody else to do the same thing. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Arnold, Arnold, when I when I trained with him back in the day, he was just mm -hmm. one of the guys. He was a fun guy. I could tell you stories that no one's ever heard. They're crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. But he's cool. He's good. And every time I've seen him, he's always been really nice about everything. And he doesn't forget his friends. That's one thing I'll say about him. So, but you train like a bodybuilder. I mean, you separate your body parts. I do. I do. I um. I, I, I'm. I'm a. I do. I lift heavy weights. Okay. Uh, I do them for uh, uh, more reps. Mm -hmm. uh, people say, "Why you do heavy weights?" Or how do you even do heavy weights? Like I was doing it two twenty-five for only fifty reps. It was fifty reps times four. Okay. Um, I didn't know that was a thing because I'm. I was used to it. Sure. Even when I benched a seven hundred, yeah, it wasn't a big thing to me because I just benched it. You know, right. I'm quite sure it's people all around the world that can do extraordinary things that nobody just is just not focused on or yeah. doesn't have a TV or a radio. They're or, not aware of it. Exactly. Right. And I wasn't yeah. aware of anything that I was doing. So when I talked about things, it was just arbitrary. Yeah. And then people say, well, wait a second. The, the Calvine, they only do X amount. I'm like, what? <laughs> you yeah, know, it, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't affect me or whatnot. So it's just kind of funny how it happens that way. Um, when you separate your body parts, for example, how do you do this per week? Do you do two a day, one a day? I do two a day. Okay. I do two a day. Uh, I do two a day because I don't know when the next time I'm going to get into the gym. Okay. I do my 2,202 2,222 push-ups every day, except for Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Uh, but um, sometimes I'll, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'll, I'll work out one day, um, and then the next time I may get a chance to work out again, maybe three or four days later. Yeah. 2,222 push-ups? Yes. You ever do 223? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I've done more than 2,223. Why would you want to do 2,222 push-ups, and why that number? So it's significant. Uh, military uh, is for uh, 22 a day. 22 yeah. a day is a, 22 a day is a 22 military uh, veterans commit suicide a day. So I caveat with 2,222, not only for the military, but all the homeless, the helpless, yeah. uh, everybody in this entire world. It's a small number. Uh, suicide is actually a tenth number uh, for death and uh, 800,000 a year. So oh when you say 22 a day is not significant, but when you say 800,000 a year, then it's more impactful. Of course. Now, the funny thing is that two is my lucky number. Oh, okay. And, and it's always been my lucky number. My codes on everything I do is I'm not going to tell you how many twos, but they're twos. And I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I, I, I know what time it is, and I look at the clock, and sure enough, it's 2.22. Really? Without fail, every night. If I walk into the house, and I, it's just after lunch, and I walk in, I look at the clock, it's 2.22. And I don't know why it is, but it just always falls that way. My eye just goes right to it, and that's the number it is. Isn't the the the, the Mega Millions like five hundred and some million now? I think. <laughs> I, don't I think. Know. I think. I know. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think. I think two is going to be a lucky number. To, <laughs> I'll tell you. It, it's, it's definitely. We're Nobody better works. go out and play that two. If, if not, they better share. <laughs> That's how that works. All right. So if you do two body parts a day, would it be chest and back together? Uh, it'll be. Um, uh, I'll do compounds, of course, uh, and I'll mix it up. I I, I kind of do on a cycle of. Um, 
to confuse my muscle, that muscle confusion with muscle memory yeah. and whatnot. I'm, I'm confused every day. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'll do a, a chest and uh, chest and back, or I'll do arms. You know, both arms. You know, do all three yeah. of the tries, uh, two of the buys, and I just do it so intensely and just so impactfully that. Uh, I want to hurt each and every time. So you pick whatever you feel like doing that day. It's, uh, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll, but I also do the seventy-two hour rule as well. Yeah, uh, seventy-two hour rule is when I can go back to that same muscle. Got you. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. Um, when you do buys and tries, do you superset them together? Or do you do them separately? I do them separately. You ever superset them? Together? I, have. I have. Works good if you can find the machine that no one's using. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a caveat to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you got the etiquette in the gym where people don't understand or know yeah. how. And I'm using that. Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> but it does make a big difference. Yeah. And we used to do this years ago because we worked together. One will be here, one will be there, and we just switched back and forth. Mm. We also superset a chest and back with benches and chins and inclines mm-hmm. and, and, and rows, and it always worked really well because they're opposing muscle groups. Exactly. And then Arnold had this thing that we would do, and we stop with the dumbbells, and we start with maybe 25 pounds and do the standing. I can't even uh, do my shoulders. Okay. Yeah. All the way down to the 80s and all the way back down to the 20s, and then uh. the same thing with laterals, and that was your workout for delts, and the delts just popped out. Uh-huh. But it was still every 72 hours. Yeah. See? Yeah, I love it. I love now, it. I asked Albert Beckles because he has such a great bicep. I said, Albert, how often do you work bicep? And he goes, he's very, doesn't talk a lot. Yeah, well, a little bit every day. And that was his answer. <laughs> I don't know what he meant by it, but he had a big double peak bicep, but a yeah. little bit every day. It just seemed to work for him. And so you don't, um, you don't know when you're going to be able to. And where do you train? Um, wherever I can. Um, I'll go in the gym I train in in Virginia. Of course, I'm training in D.C. Yeah, uh, traffic is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> so I try to be convenient and ambidextrous with where I train. And it, and also one thing about me is if I have someone that wants to join in and say, "Hey, chef, I'm here in town." Mm-hmm. Or, hey, chef, can you help me? I will take my time out to train them. But I tell them, just don't waste my time. I'm not gonna waste yours. Exactly. So if you come in to train, train. Right. I don't want to talk. I want to work. Right. <laughs> now. What inspired you to become a chef? You had to become a cook first. Uh, yeah, I, I was a cook. Don't tell me it was at at, at uh, Denny's. No, no, no. <laughs> it was not. It was not. It's funny because I'm, I'm uh, I was on a plane for these six hours coming here, and I'm writing a book. I'm doing a book that's that's actually coming out next year. Uh, What's and, it called? Get to know your spatula. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a different type of book, actually. Okay. It's a cookbook. Okay. It's a cookbook, but it's a biography cookbook. All right. So it's going to go over my whole lifespan and why I cook certain meals. For instance, what I was cooking in 9/11 when the plane hit the Pentagon. Yeah. Or what happened when I was over in Iraq when you know I got blew up, or when happened when one of my soldiers oh, committed cool. suicide, or how what yeah. the last meal I taught him to cook. Or, yeah. So it'll be a whole little spill of it. But to go back to what made me cook was my mother. My mother. I'm from Mississippi, small town, Columbus, Mississippi, country boy, uh, had fields, you know, picked all the food and the vegetables and, you know, dairy farms, right. you know, drink all that. Uh, and, you know, uh, in Mississippi, that Southern hospitality, um, it was that socialization of, of comfort that we all ate together. Are you near Hattiesburg? Yeah, of course. I wrestled there. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, Hasburg, yeah. I, I was down in Pensacola where I wouldn't want to be right at this moment. And so they booked me in Hasburg. The promoter called me and says, hey, Rick, you got it. you're working here tonight. There's a guy that said I went to high school with you in Bakersfield up north. In Hattiesburg? What's he doing there? How did he get stuck there? What the hell was he going? So, I mean, that's just a small world. But um, So then you got into cooking how? I mean, what did you actually do? Did you get a job as a cook? Uh, no, I, I started in something else in the military. And what made me switch over to cooking was it was a 
habit. It was a hobby of mine. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you, cooking back then would have got my size and with all my athleticism and, yeah. and the things that I did, it wasn't very desirable, uh, but it was what I liked. Sure. It was a comfort for me. Um, and I saw how the cooks actually intertwined together. Um, and when I actually came over and switched over, I didn't intertwine so much with them at first because I was a different type of person. I was pretty aggressive. I was I was um, um, introvert, extrovert. Yeah. Right? I was quiet. That's aggressive. Uh, yes, yes. I was quiet. I was kind of like, I tell her about I'm an oxymoron. I'm a big guy that's nice as hell that a Hurt you. <laughs> yeah, but you're also a big guy that knocked on my front door like this. I, <laughs> yeah, I hear this. I did. I, I hear did. this. I hear a, you know, it was either one or the other. You know, I, I light know. or that bam, or bam. That bird knocking on my door? <laughs> <laughs> or the extreme. Okay, go, so go on. Um, um, so um, the, the cooking part, um, the family cohesion with the other guys in the military. Uh, and luckily, I had to... I used this outlet, and someone found me early on and saw me as a young soldier and um, said, I did something, I'm very artistic as well, mm-hmm. so I did something and um, took me to my first competition, and from there, I was a sponge. I just I just took every, you know, we have internet back then or all that other good right, stuff, right. so I just bought every book I could with all my money, read everything I possibly could. And that took me into a whole nother world of cooking. That was the real cooking, you know, the culinary side of it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be a cook, you know, and everybody can be a chef, but who cares? As long as you love what you're doing, it doesn't You have matter. to love what you're doing. Exactly. <clears throat> so after that, the rest of history, I became, I, I became a chef, I became a master ice carver, I became a pastry guy, I became um, a chocolatier, I could do cakes and this and oh, that. Oh, that's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going over to um, Belgium. Just in about two weeks to see the King of Belgium. He's giving me an award. Nice. And uh, then I'm working with uh, Queen Elizabeth's pastry chef uh, to do a piece of cake. P-E-A-C-E. Piece of cake. I got you. Yeah. So. All right. The billion dollar, million dollar question. How did you end up in the White House? So, um, that's a good question. I know. Because I, I should never been half of the places I've been. <laughs> I guess I'm a likable guy. Yeah, you are. Um, uh, but uh, honestly, skills. I, I had skills. I understand that, but they got to know you exist. But, no, so here's the deal. Um, you can be the... You can have all the skills in the world, yeah, and you can still not get a job. Of course, we of course see this you, all the time. Of course, you have to have a clearance, and it has to be a clearance. You have to have a squeaky clean background, and then you have to interview, and then you have to marry with the rest of the crew, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> early on, uh, I had to use this word, but a lot of people were intimidated by me. Um, not even because of my cooking skills, because I wasn't the best cook back then, but I made you think that I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, long story short, one of my mentors, uh, who was probably like 15 to 17 years ahead of me in the military, decided to, um, I did something for him, saved him out of a bunch of things, and he was working over at the White House. Um, and he was the first person to get me to the door to knock on it. Hmm. I knocked a little harder <laughs> on that <laughs> <hope> door. So. <laughs> uh, went in, and um, they loved me. They loved me. They 
I, I, I did my job. I did so you, you had an appointment, obviously. You just didn't walk and knock on the door and say, I'm here to cook a meal. No, 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 no. Yeah. Many people, you can't go on Craigslist or look in your local, you know, and whatever. But the hardest part about it is even not only getting a job, but it's keeping a job. Mm-hmm. I've seen many people from many of my job positions that have was here one day and going tomorrow. Sure. No matter what their skill set is or knowledge or degrees or sure. whatever. Yeah, you got to get along with everybody. Yeah, of course. Now, how many, how many chefs are there? Um... Main chefs uh, that's there uh, is mm, only about four. Okay, so you're assigned certain things to do. Yes. <clears throat> so I do the things because I'm, I'm, I'm a very hyper person, uh, and I don't like my time. I, I use this and I say this, you know, humbly. I don't like my time being wasted. Right. Meaning that if I'm going to go out to work, I want to work. I want to do something that's fun. Right. Overly. You don't want to so stand around. I do stuff for special events for... Um, POTUS and his family, whether it be a small group of two or, or the state dinners or, you know, things like that of the sort. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that the White House is kind of like divided where you have uh, West Wing and then you have the Eisenhower building, which <clears throat> is across from the actual White House. It's yeah. on the White House premises, but it's not the, it's not in the White House. It's right. the, so that's why it's actually called a White House. Gotcha. Have, there's over there. So um, You have obviously a, a kitchen full of good food. I, I do. I eat a lot of it, though. That's <laughs> my question. I, I eat so much of it. I'm probably glad I'm not around. <laughs> Listen, why is our food bill so high? Andre must be working mm. today. So you get plenty of protein you want from beef and all that stuff. Uh, oh, I, I, I eat a lot. Yeah. I eat a lot. I, I do. I try to get in about 10, 15 plus a thousand a day. Uh, I have a high metabolism because yeah. of my workout, actually. Right. Um, and uh, <clears throat> But I'll eat four whole chickens. and I'll do this. I'll do that. Oh. And, I just it's just like it's a snack. You, you have know? the appetite for that? I actually I do. Well, I you're do. lucky. Yeah. I don't have that type of appetite. I used to. As I get older, I eat less. I get the five o'clock senior meal and I divide it <laughs> in half, take half home. No, I'm kidding. But I, I I don't eat like that. I mean, I used to eat pretty good, but I stay in great shape around two twenty. Um, since this late thing, I'm, I'm still training, but I can't do what I want to do. And it's upsetting me. As soon as it's well, I'm going back into full training again. And no, that's awesome. You look great. I'm okay. I'm okay, but no, I'm not no. where I was when I was 20. No, no, trust me. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll get back. I, get, I, I just, this has been a setback a little bit. But I've had it before from wrestling with different injuries and knee replacements and torn quads. And I always bounce back right away. I, two years ago, I was in the hospital for congestive heart failure and pneumonia. I almost oh, wow. died. Literally almost died. They go home today, you're dying tomorrow. Okay, I'll stay here another seven days in the hospital, which I hate, and eat Jello. But then, <laughs> I lost like 30 pounds. And when I got home, man, people will tell you, I was back in the gym with an oxygen machine. Within two weeks, I lost that. I'm back training. I gained 15, 20 pounds back, back heavy training. I never got sick again. Oh, wow. Because it's here. It, it's true. It's, I agree with that. Yeah. You've got to think positive, and you've got to move forward. And this is how life works. So how long have you been at the White House now? Um, I, I first started there in 97. So you've been there quite a while. Yeah, quite a while. But, of course... That's caveat with I was in the military also, uh-huh. so I wasn't there consecutively all the time. I still had my military uh, military career. I started a catering business also, so I was pretty ambidextrous, um, you know, with my degrees and this and that, and also advocating and helping other soldiers mm-hmm. and leadership and so forth. Like you mentioned West Point. I was also in West Point for yeah. a number of years. So you travel quite a bit. I do. I do travel quite a bit. Isn't that hard on your training and diet? No, exactly. That's why I don't get to. That's, that's the only reason why I wouldn't work out 
They're yeah. literally the only reason why I wouldn't. Yeah. So uh, someone asked me um, the other day is, you know, about training. Because I talked about training. I love training. Training is part of what saved my life. You know, along with dietary, you put both those together, you got a perfect world. You know, but you also have to have that mental state. And when you get that yeah. mental state together, uh, which is one of the things I talk about with suicide prevention, uh, <clears throat> you put that mental state together and you put it into your diet and then you put it into your health regimen. You know, you're going to eat before you work out. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's automatic. That's something you're going to do every day. Sometimes you can't get the workout, but when you combine both of those together, it's a perfect world. That's the way it works. You know, that's three for three, you know. Um, so um, when I when I go around, I, I try to, and that's why I train so hard, uh, because I never want to be away that long. But I, I had a conversation with someone on social media. He was like, hey, and I think it was, it was actually him addressing Arnold about me. Talking about me, he was like, "Is he a chef or is he a you know a um, a, a, a bodybuilder or is he trying to you know yeah. help, help the world or something?" They haven't figured it out. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm doing all, <laughs> I'm doing all, all the above, all of the above, right?" Yeah. I said, "And guess what? I'm gonna cook to help somebody save the world uh, and help save a life." I said, "And don't ask me, you know." And I was very professional with it, as I always am, because you're gonna have people all around, but you can do all three. You can do whatever you want to do. Nobody has to limit you. No, you know, and I do this show, and I do go to the gym, and then I have that ring in the backyard where I train people for wrestling. I got three girls tomorrow I'm working with. Uh, I can't get in the ring, but I got someone coming to help me until this thing heals up. But I like to spread myself around and be able to do all these things and help others. Yeah, of course. You know, a lot of times I won't even charge them because it's, they, they have this passion. They have no money. So I'll work with you. I don't mind. Because yeah. it's not all about the money. No, it's true. It's all about what you can give and what you give to somebody else. And it always comes back around and pay it forward to somebody else. The um, the thing with me is uh, you were talking about food and, and weights and all that, how I go together. I can feel down about something. And I put this quote up because you read my quotes. I do. I have some good ones. You got some great ones, actually. So I said, that it does, nothing else matters. And if I can go grab a dumbbell and put it in my hand, it takes me back to my roots in the gym where everything began. And it changes my whole mindset. It's true. Just the feeling of the iron and just know where I started from. It can change my whole world. Yeah. And if you don't ever do that in your life, no one understands it. That's true. You're right. Yeah. They don't know what it feels like to go to a gym and take a smell of the old school and what it was like and feel the weight. They don't know. that The gym's a gym. It's 24-hour fitness. But no, it's not. No, it's not. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's memories, it's compassion, it's, it's, it's failures and dreams and, yes. and life and, yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, it's so much more. And, and the other thing about it, just like with goals back in the day, I met so many people from around the world that came to visit and made friends worldwide through bodybuilding and wrestling, of course, because it's like a community of brotherhood. We all just get together. And you can travel around and you know it's for sure, no matter what gym you walk into, you'll meet somebody and it's a brotherhood. They'll show you where to go to eat, they'll help you do this, they'll help you do that. And when I was wrestling, it was the same thing. Well, let me take you around town. Yeah. And if you just come there as an accountant, you're not, it's not going to happen. And you know, that's the funny part about it is that people, do, like you just said, people don't understand that. And, they, and that's even and it's never too late. No. That's the one pointed thing that people have to understand is never too late. No. You know, like you're talking about and your passion, everything comes out and exudes and tell people get out and go to the gym that's when I did my challenge for the 2022 push ups I said I don't care if you did two push ups or if you did this do something do something and then you know for your kids and be an example and the kids come to me and so forth that's the most rewarding feeling in the world right you know to, to see them stepping up and doing something 
uh, different or that they wouldn't normally do. You know, yes. working out with their dad or their mom or working yes. out together or with their siblings. So it's just it's all, uh, you know, all circle. Well, my middle son, my oldest son lives in Tennessee and he used to referee some of our matches, but my middle son wrestled with me for about four years. Oh. I taught him how to play guitar and they're both musicians and now he's setting the world on fire doing music for TV shows and radio oh, wow. and That's all awesome. this stuff. And my daughter, once in a while, will come to the gym with me, but she's not made up for the weights. I mean, she's a photographer and shoots for all the major uh, billboard and, and Hollywood Reporter. She's got big posters on Times Square and also oh, on Warner really? Yeah, she's doing incredibly well. Yeah, but it's awesome. the talent that ran on the family, and we all kind of shared our talent pool together because I'm an artist too. And in fact, I want to draw you a picture of the Gold's Gym logo before you go. You can hang on the wall somewhere. Oh, wow, I love that. Okay, I'll make it look like you. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that, that having a talented life and sharing your talents with others and teaching them what you know and having the show and talking about inspiration and motivation to move forward and be a better person really helps a lot of people. I mean, at my age, most guys have one foot in the grave. They won't even leave the house. And I'm up and running and someone says, how do you have so much energy? I said, I don't know where it comes from. I just wake up ready to go and I feel good and I love the world. And I love the fact I'm alive. And I meet people like you, and it's inspiring. And, you know, I feel like I've known you, I've known you just a short time, but I feel like I've known you forever now. And, you know, it's funny, and I have to say this to you, because when I met you, I feel, I feel the same way. Yeah. And when you told me your age, I had no idea that was your age. You didn't know I'm 95? <laughs> 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 well, if you're 95 now, count me in. <laughs> no, I just turned 74 in July, and I'm proud of it. Damn, yeah, I'm 74, and I'm, I'm still moving that. forward, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. And I still go out with 23-year-old girls. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter looks at me and says, Daddy, she's younger than I am. <laughs> so what, daughter? You only live one time. There you go. <laughs> but I'm so happy that you came by and, and shared this moment with me and with others who will be watching this. I've got 33 million viewers out there who are going to love you. And um, is there anything in closing that you'd like to say to motivate others? Uh, I'm, I always try to motivate others just by being yourself, inspire yourself, inspire others. Yeah. Uh, be your own motivation. Yes. You know, self love, of course. Yes. Uh, is one of the, the biggest things around. Um, so I just want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to come here. Let me say something about that self love. It's not a matter of vanity, it's not a matter of being egotistical or conceited, any of that kind of stuff. But if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. It's and if you don't love yourself, nobody can love you. Exactly. So you have to take this carcass, which is your instrument that takes you through life until you die, make the best out of it you can, and your mind, which is the best drive of motor, makes it work, and be the best you, and, and take pride in yourself, and be good about it, and show others that, yes, I am good, I am this, I am that, and you can be too, if you just listen to what I do and follow my lead. That was pretty well put. That was actually, yeah. I'm looking to put a paper. <laughs> and it came out of nowhere. <laughs> thank you, Chef Rush, for being here. This has been a real pleasure. And thank you guys for watching Rick's Corner. And um, watch this man just move forward in life. And he'll probably be the next president in the White House. <laughs> and then he'll be hiring me to do the cooking of the bacon. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Everyone, now you can have the Gold's Gym logo drawn by me, the artist Rick Drayson personalized and made out to you and signed by me to frame and put on your gym wall or wherever you see fit to do so. It's a piece of bodybuilding history. It will never be duplicated again. It's the largest selling icon t-shirt logo in the world. And I'm the guy that drew it. And I will draw it for you. Just go to my website, rickdrazen.com and order there. You can pay through PayPal and it'll be sent out right away. And be sure to watch Rick's Corner for all the videos on bodybuilding, nutrition, fitness, pro wrestling, and anything that suits your interests as far as getting physically fit and being the best you can be from the golden era of bodybuilding.
Keys the Equalizer, baby. See you next time.